to Tales from Baja. I am your host, Dominic, with my co-host and lovely wife, Adriana. Hola. We are here at the Calafia Condos um, near KM34. It's just south of Rosarito, just north of Las Rocas, if anybody knows where Las Rocas is. Um, and we're joined today. This is exciting for us, for oh, yeah. Adriana. I'm looking at Adriana right now because we've, uh, we've always had, I guess you could say, a dream of wanting to uh, own a property in uh, either in Rosarito or somewhere in northern Baja or in Mexico. And um, we are here today with Max Katz, who is the president of Baja Real Estate Group. Hi, Max. Hi, how are you guys doing? Good, good. I, uh, I reached out to Max's wife, I don't know, a couple days ago and, and told uh, Kathy about the podcast and said we'd love to, to interview you guys um, and talk a little bit about real estate in Baja specifically, but Mexico in general. Yes. Um, so we're really glad to, to be joining you today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So we are um, we are recording from the Calafia Condos, as I said, uh, on KM thirty four point five, which is just I don't know, maybe a half hour from the border, um, and uh, with Max Katz from Baja Real Estate Group, and we're going to touch on a lot of real estate questions in a few minutes, but just to get to know you a little bit better. When did you and your wife come down to Mexico, and how did you settle on moving down to Rosarito, or the Rosarito area? Well, we decided back in 1990 that we wanted to be in Mexico. We were coming every weekend. We were trying different things. Uh, we were doing importing, we were into the US, we were selling stuff at the swap meets on the weekends, we were buying it here and we were doing this back and forth and a lot of, uh, um, a lot of uh, trial and error, trying to figure out how we could make uh, a life down here and yeah. how we could make it work. And we both had full-time jobs, so we were working in the apparel industry. Yeah. And we were coming down to her mother's, uh, had a little, uh, trailer on the cliff mm. in one of the parks here and a place called Via Italiana mm. and we loved it yes, I and do. so we just decided that we we're going to dig in and figure out what it takes to stay and so ultimately what we did was we tied it back to our current jobs where where we were working in the apparel industry and and uh, we asked our our uh, our boss if he would support us in helping find manufacturing in, in, in Baja. And uh, ultimately, that's what we did for a number of years. Oh, great. And we were helping them with uh, sourcing and manufacturing. And it was a great time. It was actually pre-NAFTA. So when NAFTA came around, people were looking at us like we, were, like we had a crystal ball and we were geniuses. But, but uh, that, uh, anyway, that evolved over the years. And... and uh, Ultimately, we ended up in the real estate business back in, in uh, Kathy started doing real estate and, and I joined her because it was, it was more lucrative than what we were doing mm -hmm. and, and just uh, seemed like the right place at the right time. Mm -hmm. And then we had a big boom and, and carried on with that. But, um, but we started because we love Baja and we wanted to stay here 
Great. And we found, you know, we found a way. Oh, wonderful. So you moved in the early 90s down to Baja? We moved here full-time in January of 91. That's so awesome. Wow, that's a long time ago. We're looking at 26 <laughs> years ago, and yeah. my math is correct. Yeah. Where that's do cool. you, um, where have you lived? Uh, you know, all these years, or is there? A, have you lived, stayed in the same place, or? We rented a house here for a year to try and figure out where we wanted to buy, mm -hmm. and of course, we didn't have any money at the time because we were kids, and right. so we uh, found Las Gaviotas. Oh yeah. And mm -hmm. we. Uh, drove in that day and the surf was just <laughs> amazing right. you can see it from the gate mm -hmm. and I decided at that point there was no other place I wanted to be yeah. and uh, I love it there and so I started knocking on doors and asking people who would give me credit and finally I found a guy who you know, who said sure come on in and, and uh, long story short we uh, we made a deal on a house and he was really nice to he, and long Ten, what was it? Ten years later, when we, when we finally uh, uh, paid him off, he he told us that he never thought we would last more than a year, <laughs> and that he was going <laughs> to. It was a funny story, but. Uh, oh my gosh! Anyway. So you live in in Las Cabiotas? Yes. Oh my gosh, that's so wonderful. So we wanna, that's where we. That's where we. That's our dream. Just love Las Cabiotas. Well, it's interesting because uh, before we, we started recording, you mentioned you're from Tyler, Texas. So from Tyler, Texas to Las Gaviotas, <laughs> that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. When you moved to Mexico or when you moved to Rosarito area, did you speak Spanish? Some. I Working in the apparel business, I, had, uh, I was in a management position where I had a lot of employees who, who were from Mexico and Central America. And so... I would I learned on the job mm -hmm. and plus you know a little bit of education in high school I was, mm. I was probably yeah. uh, was the lead in a play when I was 17 years old oh, like, in a Spanish play wow but uh, anyway do your uh, children and your wife does everybody does everybody speak Spanish pretty fluently my wife is the only one that doesn't really speak fluent Spanish, and she's just it's just one of those things right. that she's wonderful at many things, but Spanish wasn't her strong suit. And uh, our kids, obviously, they our kids. We we raised our children here. We they were born in the U.S., but we but we immediately brought them down to Baja, and uh, and they went to school, primary school and middle school here, and uh, ultimately we took them back to the states to. Now they're in university. Mm -hmm. Oh, but, great! Um, Did they go to a high school in San Diego, or yes, they went to high school in San Diego. And the reason was is we wanted we we felt like for our kids that we wanted to have a, a U.S. component to their education before mm -hmm. they got into college and mm -hmm. and make sure that they could speak English and right. <laughs> write English and yeah. and uh, they actually did did really well. But uh, I mean, just as an example, my daughter for Spanish training here in primary and middle school did um, she placed out in uh, university level and went on to, to get a minor and she's already got a minor she's not finished but she's already got a minor in Spanish and, great wow. and, and it was uh, a great wonderful. opportunity for my kids yeah no that's, that's, that's very that's, cool that sounds great that's very that's cool great. what high school did you guys choose in San Diego one uh, one of our children my daughter went to Bonita mm -hmm. we we 
got a place in uh, East Lake area, mm-hmm. right across the border. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she kept her same friends. Everything was pretty much the same, same. Yeah. Because a lot of her friends did the same thing. They moved to the States for high school. Oh, that's great. And, um, and our son went to a Jewish Academy in cool. Delmar. Awesome. That's the reason very why cool. Dominic asks because he went to a, uh, a Catholic school in San Diego, and he always has these great stories about how the, a lot of kids, right? Yeah, we had a, a ton of um, a ton of our students at Saint Augustine High School uh, were primarily from Tijuana, and they would travel back and forth each day, Every you know, day. crossing the border. Obviously. You know, th- this was in the early 90s, late 80s, so it was a little easier <laughs> to cross the border. But, um, uh, but still to this day, St. Augustine has a, a, a nice population from Tijuana that, that attends the school as well. Yeah, it's very common for kids to get their primary education here and then move on when it gets into secondary and high school and those mm-hmm. uh, different. It's a very, and in fact, when we were in Eastlake, it was. Uh, Pretty much, it's a blended, it's a blended uh, city. That, sure. Uh, there's probably more Mexicans there than there are in uh, uh, other areas. Sure. The right. South Bay of San Diego, oh, basically. Yes. Oh, yes. Um, speaking Spanish, when you came down to Baja and decided to move here, did you feel it was a necessity for you to 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 be fluent in the language um, and be able to work here at the same time? As far as being fluent in Spanish, first of all, I wasn't fluent in Spanish, and I did speak some level of uh, Spanish. Uh, however, it's not a necessity here. There are so many people that speak English, and and it's really easy to get along here without uh, or with a very minimal level. Of Spanish, it's nice to be able to speak Spanish because you can take it to another level, and and you have a wider, you know, increase your social circle, and mm-hmm. and um, yeah, because not everybody speaks English, but um, you know, a, a lot of people do, so it's not hard to to get along very well here without uh, mm-hmm. without Spanish. We right. were speaking with the the owner of Ollie's Brick Oven Pizza near Las Gaviotas and Richard yeah yeah, yeah. really nice guy fun story of him uh coming down retiring quote unquote you know many years ago and then kind of getting bored and wanting to open up a restaurant Um, but we asked him a similar question and uh, he kind of had a similar answer he said I don't speak Spanish you know and I thought it was amazing that he could come down here, open up a business, and you know all that goes into opening a business in another country and not know the language. He has a fabulous business too. He mm-hmm. does a, he's a, got a, the best pizza I think on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, gosh, he's and, gonna he's gonna love hearing this. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I mean I'm a big fan. In fact, I'm going there Thursday night. I have uh, a group of people going to Ollie's, and great, and we'll have a lot of fun there. Yeah, and uh, the new gelato shop. Which the new is, gelato, uh, brown okay. dog gelato. Yeah, yeah, it looks great. The sign yeah. looks wonderful. Yeah, we're, we just saw the sign up. We're excited to uh, he, to go. He's yeah. so passionate too. That yes. Everything he does, he does just just uh, really really nails it. Yeah. Well, I think it. it I think it's a um, really what you said is 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 correct. Is that the majority of people here speak English? You know, so it's not like you know you're you know we're. A, a, People are commuting back and forth every single day. It's not like we're, you know, far down south in Central America or South America. 
Um, so it, 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 you know, it, that doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me that you can move especially to Baja and not need to speak Spanish. That doesn't surprise me at all. Mm -hmm. What are uh, some things that you've seen have changed in northern Baja since you moved in the early 90s? Well, for one, there's better infrastructure. The roads are two lanes pretty much in the major areas where when we came down here, a lot of the roads were dirt. And, mm -hmm. and it's, uh, that's really, there's water, there's constant water supply. I mean, basic things that people don't even you know, think about were where day-to-day issues. We didn't have a phone for five years. <sighs> I loved it. I <laughs> bet. Like, it was, yeah, wow, it was, was amazing. amazing. It used to be when the phone would ring, I would like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It was a funny time, but uh, we didn't have the McDonald's until, I mean, the first McDonald's. My, my kids didn't even know what McDonald's was until they were like 10. Oh, my god! And finally, you know, a McDonald's opened up, and they were like, wow, is that what this is all about? Oh my and then we'd go through there and get ice cream every, every uh, afternoon. But, uh, and now there's a Starbucks... Starbucks, a Walmart superstore, Costco. The groceries, Costco. I'm sure at some point that'll be here. There's, there's, there's one in Ensenada. There's two in, in TJ, mm -hmm. and they're uh, easy to get to. Mm -hmm. And and I mean, the, the good thing about being here mm -hmm. is is that we we're in Mexico, but we're in this area where it's almost like we're in this in between zone to where you're thirty, you're literally thirty minutes from San Diego, where you have, you know, you have everything that you could imagine and and then you have the culture and the and the and the you know the, the beautiful aspects of being here in Baja and and it's all very accessible mm -hmm. and and now with the roads and things and it's way easier than it used to be do you find uh you know since you are in, in the in the real estate and I think we're going to get and we're going to get to this in a little bit, but um, because of the access to the U.S. is, is becoming, you know, easier, do you find that um, there are a lot of commuters that commute day in and day out from the U.S. to here, that live here, work in the U.S.? Yeah, there's quite a few, and the key thing, I, I think, yeah, I mean, it's not, every, not everybody can do this, but if you time it, if you have the flexibility with your schedule, and you can time it right, then you can beat the the you know the commuter typical commuter traffic because a lot of people that live here do work in the u.s and you know but as far as our clients and people who are coming here to live there are a few that are doing that uh, back and forth and i wondered how you know with more and more people working uh remotely from home or from home offices i wonder how many people are doing that here you know they may work for a u.s company but they live here and just work remotely there's a lot of people that uh, work remotely here. The, uh, we have great, great phone, internet. I mean, all the, you know, the basic things now that people are used to are mm -hmm. part of our, you know, are, are, are prevalent and easy. Right. And, um, and I mean, funny that you mentioned as far as people working, like there's, there, at one point in time there, we had a ton of people here that were playing cards online they were because it was banned in the US or they did oh, something yeah. they made a change I guess it was called Black Wednesday and all of a sudden we have like 5,000 people moved to Rosarito that were oh you know, that were professional card players card and, players. Uh, renting you know it was when, when the economy was not that great there was uh, like a lot of people that were living here in the yeah. thousands certainly oh, do you gosh. find and playing these online I'm, games and, wow I'm sure 
you obviously help people find homes, um, whether primary residences or vacation homes down here, but do you also help um, your clients with finding a rental property as well? Typically, we don't get involved in rentals. Our business is sales, and it's just a, it's almost like another segment that we're you know, that we're not uh, that we're not uh, interested in mm-hmm. in as far as uh, it's it's just complicated. I mean, rentals sure. are are labor intensive and things that we're not uh, that that we're not equipped for at yeah. this point. Well, one thing that Adriana and I. Whenever we're talking to a friend or and say, oh, we, yeah, we'd love to, to buy a place in, in Mexico, one of the questions that always comes up is, well, don't, aren't you just leasing it? You don't actually own the property, right? Can you kind of talk about that? That's a common misconception mm-hmm. that people think that you're leasing for a period of time mm-hmm. when you're actually not. Uh, the, we only deal in properties that where you can convey, where the title is conveyed into a trust and it's an irrevocable trust. It is for a period of time. I think that's where the, you know, where the 99, that's like a meme that keeps going around mm-hmm. and around. It never stops, mm-hmm. but it's, uh, uh, but it is not a reality. Oh, great. And when people who are not Mexican nationals purchase here, they purchase in a trust and the trust is irrevocable and it goes passes to the heirs and mm-hmm. and there's no probate there's no inheritance tax there's uh, you know there's a lot of benefits to as so far as in mexico it moves on from family member to family member uh and it doesn't expire if you will at at periods right now the trusts are for 50 years so 50 years from now if you were to i mean if you started a trust today 50 years from now, you'd need to apply for another permit for another 50 years. And it's just a, basically a formality. It's a formality. Mm-hmm. Right. Gotcha. Yep. Yep. And, you know, <clears throat> Adriana may not want me to say this, but many years ago, Adriana was know. in a, uh, an area of Mexico where she ended up purchasing a timeshare. Do you see that timeshares are just kind of going away? And are they even prevalent here in northern Baja? There are some timeshares in the area. I don't focus on them at all. They're they're a, a different, you know, almost a different segment. Yeah, a different segment of our market. Well, it was mm-hmm. so funny because at the time I lived in Northern California, I hadn't met Dominic. I was didn't have kids. I wasn't you know married. Uh, my girlfriend and I went to Puerto Vallarta. Uh, I was doing well. In any event, one of, the, one of the reasons, aside from the ATV and the other free stuff I got, uh, that really hooked me in was that I've always wanted to live in Mexico, and I knew that real estate would be in my future. And I remember them telling me that you know you basically that I'm, I'm that something to do with the fact that I was building roots. Is that a term? That is that a real term? Raises. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. It sounds like a great sales <laughs> yeah, term. Absolutely. Yeah. So I told. So yeah, I'm like, they played okay. right here. Oh yeah. And I'm like, that's right. Let me get in now. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Um, we obviously know that you you um, you help clients here in northern Baja. Do you help them in other areas of Baja as well? We focus on this area. Mm-hmm. That's our our strong point, and really, it would have, be an exceptional occasion before we would venture out of this area. We have enough business here and enough demand mm-hmm. uh, that uh, we don't really service other areas. How, how 
has the last 10 years been in uh, Northern Baja from a real estate standpoint? With the U.S. economy crashing in 2007-ish, take us through the ups and downs from the last 10 years. 2007 was interesting that our, our, we, we, we seem to trail what happens in the U.S. So mm -hmm. while our market was still pretty stable, I want to say, until 2009, and then finally, you know, everything turned and, and it went it went down, you know, in, in I would say in accordance with what happened in the U.S. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, but it uh, so it seems like we're like a, I mean, statistically, I don't have any way of proving this, but it just you know, from my experience and what I've seen, it appears to me that that the market is around two years behind and and so when the u.s starts taking off then you know a year year and a half two years later our market really you know kicks in as well so it's almost like this um, they say you know u.s gets a cold mexico gets a flu uh, thing. Mm. Uh, it's an interesting relationship yeah so just to clarify, you you um, you guys specialize just in Rosarito area, not necessarily northern Baja, or do you guys? I mean, you don't do Tijuana or. We're not involved in in Tijuana except for the north or the north part in the beach areas, mm -hmm. and so basically we work from Real del Mar, San Antonio del Mar, and south, and then to Baja Mar, and that's our pretty much our. Our main focus. So That's you have a pretty a really good focus. Tight, a tight area. Twenty minutes. Yeah. Of the coast. Great. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. So you don't touch on Valle de Guadalupe or Ensenada so much. I have an agent that works for me. Larry French is his mm -hmm. name, and he works in the Valle, and he does. Uh, he's our you know, resident expert in mm -hmm. that area. Okay. And um, we do do we do do things in that area. Oh. In fact, uh, there's some there's some things coming up in the like. That um, will be on TV that are focused on the on the Valle, and mm -hmm. uh, it's it's definitely it's an amazing area, and mm -hmm. and I'm sure as time goes on, we'll we'll get stronger and stronger there. Oh my gosh, I think so. It's unbelievable. We were at uh, Cuatro's Cuatro's yesterday. Have you been? Yes. Oh yeah. My gosh, I mean, like the development of that. We were just talking about that, just from even just getting from point A to point B. I mean that that's a incredible property development. Even the when we went, the kids uh, went ziplining, uh, and we, you know, we have two daughters, and they didn't want to ride by themselves. So we said, you know, can we go with them? We don't have to actually go down, but we, you know, you have to you know, transport them in this truck, and just going through that. What is it? it like a, the like terrain. A, I mean, the to, terrain. You, was you go just, in the back of a four by four truck, and they take you up through the mountains of Valle, and they drop you off on these zip lines that look like they go on forever. Up the coast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's yeah. pretty amazing. It's a it's a fun place. That's a wonderful so, property. That's. Uh, oh my gosh. They, they own. If I if I'm uh, I'm not, hundred you know, percent sure on what their holdings are there, but it's a gigantic piece of property oh that they're gosh. on, and it's that whole. It's that whole um, um, plateau that yes. looks out over Mirador yeah. in that area. Oh my gosh, and we were we really were there yesterday, property. and there was a, a. They have a helicopter. You can rent a helicopter. Mm -hmm. That was that was pretty neat. Well, we should do that a podcast on Quattro's Quattro's someday. <laughs> yeah, in a helicopter. In yeah. a helicopter. <laughs> Why not? How um, 
Of your clients, how many are looking for a vacation home versus um, uh, maybe retiring here or just living here full time? I would say that a strong majority of our clients are looking for a, a second home with the intent of ultimately spending either retiring full time here or living here on a you know, on a part time basis, keeping two homes, one in the States and one in Mexico. Mm -hmm. When someone comes to you, whether it's someone looking for a home to retire or a second home, do you have kind of a step-by-step -step process of what you recommend? Like you said, when you came, you rented for a year and you kind of checked out different places to see where you felt it would be best for you. How do you recommend if someone calls you up, what, what do you tell them to do? Well, usually we, we try and help and guide them and, and a lot of people are, they know where they want to be, they've been here before, but they don't know the communities and that's kind of where we use our expertise to try and match the client, you know, mm. their expectations with the communities. Yeah, and then great. from there we, we dig in and try and find them a place within. But if, first of all, as an overview, what we do is, obviously we tell them, you know, the great places to eat that they may not know about, the Valle de Guadalupe, those kind of areas that, uh, that people, um, once they find, they just love. Mm. And, um, and that's kind of the way that we work it is we work from a community in basis and that's that seems to awesome. work really well for us yeah that's great if somebody um is looking or wants to wants to, to to sort of see what some of these communities look like do you post on your website do you have the the homes that you're currently um that are up for sale that you can kind of browse is that is that yes absolutely we on our website we've got on by you can sort by community and most of the communities on the coast, we have extensive photo tours, we have virtual tours, we have a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of uh, ways to see it. And obviously, at the listing level, mm -hmm. at that level as well, we have great photography, and we do aerial, we do drones, we do. We've got some really oh neat gosh, things going so on. So I can't wait. So yeah. So your your ahead. website is owninginmexico.com, correct? Yes. yes. Um, and then uh, you can find uh, Baja Real Estate Group. Uh, on Facebook as well at Baja Real Estate Group. You can also, um, you know, follow us uh, at Tales from Baja on Facebook and Instagram, um, at Tales from Baja MX on Twitter, or you can go to our website as well at um, www.talesfrombaja.com. It's been a pleasure talking to you. We appreciate your time. Absolutely. Yes, thank you so much. It's very exciting um, because what you said is exactly what we... I just have to talk Dominic into it, but <laughs> my plan is to get a second home and then live in it part-time and then retire, rent. hopefully a little earlier than, you know. We came here for a year, and then every year it was almost like I had to resell my, you know, and, I, and finally my wife, even with the kids, when we had kids here, it was one of those things that, uh, well, we'll, do, we'll try it for a year. And then, and then, well, well, maybe one more year, maybe one more year. Maybe then our kids are 15, 16 now. It's like, well, you did a good job. So that's what I have to do. Yeah. I, have to, I have to sell it. I have to just continue to sell it year yeah. after year after year. Hey, 
We've got the podcast. That's <laughs> it, it was the lifestyle that sold that sold me from day one, and yeah. it's been fabulous. Between the surf, the like you said, the the terrain where you can all, uh, you can see so many different things. Yeah, and the people. I love Mexican people. I mean, I'm I've because of the fact that I am a Colombian American. I I was born in South America, but I was raised here in the U.S. Both of us are both fellow Texans, um, and then. When I first moved to San Diego in 2001, I could not wait to cross the border. You know, I I, I remember my first friend that I made, Sonia. We came down here, and um, I, I just the, the whole country to me is is just uh, the people are great. The food, you know, what yeah, it's amazing, amazing. And then obviously here it, it's the, the weather. I mean, over over here, right as we we're speaking to you, we're overlooking the ocean, um, great weather, uh, and it's just, like they say, hashtag goals. <laughs> hashtag go. goals right go. here. Well, we'll end it on that. We thank you again, Max, and uh, be sure to tell Richard at Ollie's Brick Oven Pizza we said hi. For sure. And uh, again, we thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you. de la guitarra mía al despertar la mañana quiere cantar su alegría a mi tierra